Aloha. Welcome to Global Yoga Flow Podcasts. In the second part of our podcast, Reclaiming Your Creative Power, the Vibhuti Pada, you create your own reality. So every thought, even background thoughts, and especially background thoughts that are repeated often, they're forming your reality moment to moment. And Patanjali is reminding us of this. And he's saying, if you're not aware of the thoughts that you allow to run through your mind, you end up creating by default. And it feels like life or reality is coming at you and all you can do is deal with it as best you can. So Patanjali is taking us off that spin of victimhood and overwhelmment and returning us to our rightful place as creators of our own reality, dreamers of the dream that we're all living. So by learning to think deliberately in a silenced and sweet mind, thoughts become powerful tools. And that's basically all there is to the Vibhutipada. Patanjali says, cultivate your ability to turn your attention to thoughts and feelings of your success, of your well-being, your freedom, your joyful growth. Speak and think less of what is not to your liking. Speak and think more of the brighter future that you want and inspire others to do the same by asking them about their dreams and desires. Often this will be a little uncomfortable because we're so used to sort of complaining about what isn't working in most of our conversations or moaning about how we're just getting by. But we can turn that around and in our heart of hearts, each of us wants to and knows that it is our birthright to live with greater hope and creative power. And when the collective energy turns towards creating brighter futures, your brighter future comes more quickly. So be willing to participate in that. Now, even though our dreams are different from other people's dreams, we have much more in common with each other than we have differences. We're all seeking freedom and joy. And by supporting others, we weave a web of powerful co-creation. By realizing that we're all participating in the same experience, each in our own unique way, we recognize that we will always hurt ourselves by hurting others, and we will always serve ourselves by serving others. It's like that Native American saying, no tree is so foolish that its branches fight amongst themselves. So the branches understand that they are very different and diverse, but there is a harmony that is natural to them. And so it is with each of us too. There is enough resources, enough time and space. There's enough of everything for everyone to live fully their own dreams without getting squashed by other people's dreams or squashing other people's dreams. It's a really cool setup. We just have these weird twisted stories about it and we forget how cool it is and we forget our power. So the Vibhutipada, that title, it's usually translated as about supernatural powers. But the translation isn't accurate because there is no such thing as something supernatural. Never can be. Everything we experience is natural. A natural part of the ever-expanding flow of source energy into new manifestations, one right after the other. And we're part of that flow. Our thoughts and emotions are pre-paving the direction of that flow and the way that we navigated on our own little boat called our life. This is all very natural. 
In fact, it is the law of attraction, which, like the law of gravity, you can't turn it off. And it's, const- and it's constantly affecting e- each of us in a very equal and democratic way. So the word vibhuti, in the Manier Williams Sanskrit Dictionary, the definitions listed are penetrating, pervading, abundant, plentiful, mighty, and powerful. So the, 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 the Bhutipada, a more accurate translation, might be the path of abundance and empowerment. The path of abundance and empowerment. I want to step on that. I hope you do too. So in the Vibhutipada, Samyama is the name that Patanjali is giving to the practice of thinking consciously. Thinking consciously in a very sweet and easy way. In the emptiness and the openness of mind. Okay, This is something that experienced meditators are very familiar with. And a side note here, thinking, thinking and feeling happen together always. We cannot think without feeling a response to what we're thinking. We can't feel an emotion without associating it with a thought body. Now, if you've studied the nadis, you know the, the main nadi, the shushumna nadi that brings the prana, the life force energy of our eternal soul into uh, our bodies and our lives. It's running through the center of us. And winding around it are the ida and pingala, which represent emotion and thought. And what Patanjali is teaching us is that these double helix spiraling ida and pingala channels are the way that thought and emotion draw prana from the shashumna nadi and channel it towards the unfolding of our experience as humans. And so, again, we want to do this with consciousness, with deliberation, rather than letting uh, things run in the background that may be limiting to us, that may be holding us back from our our joy, our natural joy and our full glory. So, so once you're able to form your experience in life consciously by focused happy attention, focused happy attention to what is wanted on a trusting quiet level of awareness, then you begin to live indeed a life of abundance and empowerment. But we have to practice this. We have to practice this because most of us have been raised in a way that practices us out of it. We forget it or we're we're told to come away from it, right? So, So what we're doing here is we're remembering. We're coming back to our power, our power as dreamers, our, our power to consciously create reality as we would like it to be. And nothing is more satisfying and nothing is a greater offering to the good of all. So one more thing before we delve into the sutras. Even though your dream is unique within the whole, you will never be separate from the whole. So however deep your silence and unique your focused attention is, you are embedded in the vibration of this planet and you're part of the family and therefore always will be affecting the big dream of the human family with your personal dream. And there's a beauty to this dance of indivisibility playing out in colorful diversity and individuality. We're all in this together. 
but we're playing off of each other for the purpose of inspiring each other to, to new and unique ideas. It feels really good to share our creations with others without having to bring them over to our side, right? We can share our creation with others without feeling like we need to recruit them. It's natural to be stimulated to a new dream by observing others, but we're not meant to mimic them, right? This data collection is always running through the filter of our uniqueness, our personal truth, and then we get to transmute it into an authentic offering. And in this way, we turn one love into a stereophonic symphony of creation and emotion and infinite expansion. It's really, really cool. And the joy we experience in this flow of creation, that's the true and lasting gift that we give to ourselves and that we leave as our legacy. So the Vibhutipada, it begins by describing Samyama as the trinity of Dharana, Dhyana, and Samadhi, the last three of the eight limbs of yoga. Samyama is the wave cycle of this inner creation that meditation is meant to uh, move us into. It's a repeated pulsation. Let's break down the components. Now, the first is Vibhutipada. The first sutra in the Vibhutipada states, Concentration is confining attention of the mind to one location. I think it might be accurate to say concentration is confining attention of the mind to an open vibration. So this is dharana, and it means deciding to keep the mind and heart generally focused in the positive. And and for some of us, this may mean just open, neutral openness, something that feels like, well, I know there's a lot more to me in life than I have yet to discover, so I'm not going to rule anything out. I'm just going to be open and mildly curious. That's a great place to start. If you try to push yourself into hope when you're really, really, really not feeling hopeful and powerful, you're going to get spit out in a sense and get nowhere. We have to do this in layers. And this is also one of the sutras in the Vibhutipada, that this cycle of Samyama unfolds layer by layer. Don't push it. Let it be organic. And it begins with this dharana, this field of vibration that says, I'm open. So one of the best ways to practice dharana is to find words that evoke an easeful emotion in you and build from there. For example, we might say to ourselves, okay, I'm going to sit down for some dharana. I'm sitting down and breathing. I'm going to think about words that make me feel easeful, right? So we're starting with ease. We're not trying to go to ecstasy, super empowered. I'm going to rule the world, right? Again, we'll get spit out if we try to push into that. Let's start with ease. So we sit down and we breathe, ease. And we're rolling these words, just simple words and phrases through our mind. We're rolling them through our mind and around our tongue. And we're feeling, we're feeling the emotion associated with the word, thought and emotion. We're bringing them together. So we might say, hmm, ease. Oh, I like that word, ease, ease. Life just got easy. I'm feeling the ease in my life. It's comfortable. 
It's comfortable. Yeah, I love that word. Comfortable. Get comfortable. Comfortable. Hmm. Let's see. What else? Oh, relief. I just love that feeling of ah, sigh of relief. Relief. Natural. Organic. Effortless. Don't you love it? Oh, I love it when things are effortless. They just come together. They just work themselves out. Ah, and I feel a little foolish about all that worrying I was doing. Effortless. Things just worked out. It was natural and it feels like relief and there's comfort and ease. This is the practice of Dharana. And I'm hoping, you know, even just listening here, you're like, ooh, I'm kind of getting that. Yeah, I'm getting that vibration. That feels good. So you're setting the tone. You know, you... A happy journey will always lead to a happy destination. An unhappy journey will never lead to a happy destination. That's basically what Patanjali is teaching us here. You got to soothe yourself into, it doesn't have to be happy ecstatic, but you got to soothe yourself into, okay, I'm I'm open to something being a little better. I'm going to open to that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to find ease. Start there. So this is not a logical listing of these words. It's savoring. And you felt that in my voice too. And you learn to do that with yourself, this inner dialogue. I'm going to savor these words that bring me into a general feeling of, okay, I'm open to something better happening in my life. Right, And this may take several repetitions as you begin to taste this energy. And also, you might have to subdue the cynic in you. There's going to be the inner eye roller. Oh, what is this? This is a bunch of crap. This is just new age woo-woo, blah, 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 blah. And we just spit ourselves right out before we've even practiced this long enough to give it a good run. So, and here's, here's my definition of cynicism. And believe me, I've had, I've had my share of it that I've had to shed. Cynicism is our unwillingness to participate in our own betterment. So that's something good to shed early on. Because if you take a big gooey dose of cynicism into samyama, you're not going to find that flashpoint of power. Yeah. So you got to laugh it away, breathe it away. Okay, so we're we're unifying thought and emotion here, and we're adjusting our vibration into non-resistance, into receptivity. We're opening the heart and mind. This is dharana, an essential first step for manifestation, a general field of openness before we get specific. An agitated, distracted mind cannot hold creative power. Okay, the second sutra says... Meditation is more focused attention without distraction. Now here, Patanjali is encouraging us to sharpen the focus, to step into the specifics. And there's a brilliance to the system. Now think about it. If you're trying to work out the details of your desires before you believe they're possible, that just feels like crap. It's frustrating or overwhelming. Oh, how am I going to make it work? You're not, you're forgetting the magic and the orchestration of source. Yeah. So Dharana lays the emotional groundwork of openness to new possibility and a remembering that you're not alone, that most of everything in life is done for you from source energy, including your body making millions of red blood cells every second. And you're not even sending a memo to have that done. So you got to settle into how loved and supported you are by your inner being and source energy, which you're part of. That's Dharana. You got to be there before you go into Diana. 
So Dharana soothes, soothes us away from resistance and cynicism. So if we, again, if we don't feel something's possible, it does not feel good to think about the details. And the feeling is the message. The feeling, our vibration is the message that we're giving as our prayer, not the, the words. Yeah. So if it doesn't feel good to think about something, we're holding ourselves away from it. Right? We're negatively creating. So practiced regularly, dharana creates that sweetness that the mind brings, the innocence and wonder. And from this state, then we're ready to step into the specifics of dhyana. Now, dhyana is using the third eye center. So you would, as you're in that happy feeling of openness, wow, oh my God, I am loved and supported. And, and my inner being is just waiting to get the clarity of where I, where this prana, this, this love that is me, this life force energy that is mine, where it should flow. Then you would take your inner drishti. So eyes are closed, but you would look up at the Ajna chakra, the third eye center and see it as an empty movie screen. And you are the producer and what you're doing is you're just putting together scenes of your bright future and, and be easy about it. Have fun with it. And as you're thinking about it, who is there? You answer that question and set them up. And, and what is the scene? Where are you inside, outside? Is it daytime, nighttime? What are you wearing? Um, what is your, what are the, what does your new body look like? If that's part of your your uh, dreams and desires and how are you feeling? How's your energy level and, and feel yourself as free of that, maybe that pain that's been nagging you and who's talking to you and add some dialogue and what is the event that you're at? And so you're building the scene and you build it and build it and add detail to it until you sort of exhaust what's available in the moment. And then you'll let it go. Ah, you're breathing the whole time. But when you feel like, okay, I'm kind of peeking out on this vision, then you let that go, let it be sent out, let yourself breathe and be neutral for a while, and then come back in from that happy vibration, that easy vibration, the dharana, and go back into the third eye and, and build a new scene or add a detail to the other scene. And you practice this and it starts to become very, very natural. I mean, artists know this, that this is, this is part of the creative process for just about anything. You're just being a little more deliberate with it as you take it into your meditation. Okay. So now one of the things that happens as you move with this dharana, dhyana, I'm feeling open. Okay. I feel ready to go. Whew, third eye going in the laboratory, dhyana. Now I'm going to get really specific with what I want to call in and I'm going to get specific until it doesn't feel good anymore, then I'll let it go. What we find is as we practice this, this is we build stamina. We build stamina and eventually we feel that we've been taken away by the, the visioning. We almost get sucked into it where we're living it. It becomes almost like lucid dreaming, out-of-body experience. We get lost in it. And again, regular meditators know this. This lit, It's almost like the rabbit hole or the portal, and we just get... Whew, we get drawn into the wormhole, and we're having that out-of-body, otherworldly experience where we're more of our energy is in the fantasy than is in the current moment. That is samadhi. That is the flashpoint of power. Yeah. So the third sutra of chapter three, the Vibhutipada says absorption then is when thinker and thought become one. Absorption then 
is when thinker and thought become one. So Patanjali is describing samadhi here. Now, often when we think of samadhi, we're thinking of great absorption into source energy where I don't even know who I am anymore. And that is, is an aspect of it and, and probably a bit of what we experience when we transition out of uh, our bodies. But it also refers to, while we're here on earth, an individual deeply enmeshed, immersed in their own creative flow such that they lose track of the current moment. Yeah. Imagine a musician in the studio, headphones on, eyes closed. She's feeling a new song coming together. She's repeating some lines. New ones are coming in. She's humming melodies and harmonies. She's replaying sections. She has her recording equipment going. Um, she's trying new wording. She becomes so absorbed in the wizardry of what she's doing in the creative process that she may forget what time it is. She may forget what day it is. She may forget to stop for lunch. Her mind is happily absorbed in organizing the new energy moving through her. And there's no room to think of anything else. This is samadhi. She's become her own thought energy flow. This is samadhi and everyone's powerful place of creation. Okay. So that's a lot to chew on. And again, this happens in waves and we'll go into this idea of layers and waves of samyama as we um, visit the third uh, podcast in this trilogy of you create your own reality, stepping onto the path of abundance and empowerment, the Vibhuti Pada. Thanks for tuning in.